Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Grounded in the Middle. I'm your host, Danielle Folk, and today I am joined with Vivian Cummins on the virtual front porch of our 187-year-old farmhouse, and we're going to be talking about perfectionism. Vivian is a blogger, marketplace professional, military wife, and small-town Oklahoma native. She is going to share her wisdom, insights, and encouragement for those who are seeking personal growth in the middle of their own personal journey. Let's go ahead and welcome her and learn a little bit more. It is wonderful to have you on the podcast, Vivian. And before we get started talking about the one thing, perfectionism, something that I would have to say um, is something that I've been working on overcoming. And I feel like I'm doing better, but I always feel like I can do more. And I am sure that listeners have areas in their life in which they wish or they might not realize um, that maybe they have those perfectionist uh, tendencies, qualities, uh, which can be good, but also exhausting uh, from my experience. Um, But will you share first a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's such a great uh, opportunity to be here with you. So yeah, so I am, um, well, I'm, I'm a lot of things. I am, (laughs) I am a career woman. I am uh, a military spouse retired. My husband is now retired. Um, and I am also a grandma to five grand kiddos. Oh, lucky five them. of them now. I well, thank you. I think I'm the lucky one, but thank you. Um, and yeah, and so I have uh struggled with perfectionism pretty much my whole life. I didn't realize that I had been struggling until about three years ago. Um, where I, God actually kind of revealed to me that that was kind of what the underlying issue was. But um, I, my first memory of, of struggling with perfectionism actually happened when I was five years old. And I was in kindergarten. And back in the day, I don't know if they still do this, but we got to take naps during kindergarten during the day. And I would love to take a nap at like noon every day. If I could do that, my life would be complete. Um, But anyways, I remember we were laying our mats down and all the other kids were laid down and I kept fanning mine because every time it would lay down, it would crinkle. And I remember that I couldn't, I couldn't function. I, I had to have it lie straight. So I kept fanning it. And at some point my teacher yelled at me and said, if you do that one more time, you're going to get a spanking. And so mm-hmm. I remember being so angry with her for, for making me accept mediocrity because mm. I had to lay on it and it wasn't perfect. And so I remember the whole time I was uh, laying there, I'm fanning it out with my arms and legs, trying to make it smooth. And, you know, I didn't even enjoy the nap because I was so busy trying to make it perfect. And so, you know, that memory didn't really come to me until about three years ago when, you know, I, I spent some time with God and rededicated my life to him and everything. And as he started revealing some things in me, that memory came back. And interesting. it's just God's way of being so kind. And, and I, it helps me to not be so hard on myself when I think of that younger version of me. Yeah. And I, and I think that is one of those things that as we go through, uh, adulthood that 
and I've, I have found this more in the past year, trying to understand my younger self or understanding mm-hmm. why I am or who I am today, but also questioning, do I need to continue to do those things or be those things or have that mindset that I am those things. And so perfectionism for me, um, like you, I was a kindergarten teacher. And so we didn't have naps, but we had rest time when I was teaching. And so, yes, I knew the, the, those who had to have the perfect space and setup. Oh, wow. um, um, so I can actually think of, you know, other children who kind of have those tendency. And then you had the ones that would just like bury themselves and cover up and they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but we become older and, and it's one of those things that we have to decide, um, you know, are we still happy with those tendencies or what could we do to improve our lives? So can you share a little bit about um, those who do struggle with perfectionism? It's not a bad thing having that character trait. Um, I personally think so. Uh, but the thing is, is, is it can make us a little tired or maybe wear us out a little bit. Um, having the boundaries of knowing when we don't need to make things perfect um, because the world goes around because of various types of personalities and um, those who are perfectionists are tenacious and uh, they're go-getters. But how how can we as a as adults, how can we kind of find a little bit more balance or give ourselves yeah. a little grace? Yeah. Yeah. And you said the the key word there, there has to be that balance. And so there was a time in my life where I really prided myself on being a perfectionist and, you know, you hear it and I still hear it today. I'm, I'm in the process of hiring uh, some new staff and I hear that from some of the candidates. They're saying, you ask them, well, give us one of your weaknesses. And they're like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. And, but that's also a strength. And, and so many people look at it as um, a strength and it can be. But uh, for those of us who tend to be perfectionists, true perfectionists, mm-hmm. uh, it really can be detrimental to your your physical and mental health and even your spiritual well-being as well. And that's really where I found myself um, over the years. I mean, it, you know, I, I shared the story of when I was five, but it it just it bled over into so many other areas of my life as I look back on the nucleus behind why I am the way I am. And I started seeing things like, you know, as I grew older, those tendencies came out with like my hair. I had to have my hair a certain way from, you know, a certain age. Um, it was probably about the preteen years all the way up to 15, 16 years old. And I mean, I would actually miss school if my hair didn't do exactly the, what I needed it to do. Um, oh, wow. and I, sure. It, my, my mom, we have these conversations and I was like, what did you think about that? Cause I mean, I would go into full blown anxiety attacks, screaming, crying, rewashing my hair and stuff like that. And, you know, this was back in the seventies and eighties. I mean, she just didn't know what, what that was or what to do. Sure. And, um, so I had to get through that. And then as I, as I grew, those tendencies then became with my work. And so I always was seeking that approval of, you know, making sure there were no mistakes in my work. And, and and there again, that's one of those things as an employer, you're like, that is a great trait, Mm -hmm. but it, it was absolutely torturing to me because what I was doing then was working extra hours, staying up at night to make sure whatever I was to, to turn in was perfect. 
And so my employers never saw the behind the scenes stuff that I was doing to myself to give them the perfect product. And so it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I finally have reached that point when I, when I just surrendered to God, I, I got to the point where I was really sick of myself. I was sick of myself. I was sick of my life and I just could not go on like that anymore. And, um, you know, that's when God's like, okay, let's do this. Let, but I got to show you some stuff and here's some areas where, where you need to come up higher. And he just kind of started, you know, revealing all of these memories to me. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I need to come up higher in that area. So when you say come up higher, could you explain to kind of to listeners, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So, so in my experience, this is really what God has, has revealed to me. And again, I'm all about peeling back the layers and finding out the why Mm -hmm. and, you know, the why behind my perfectionist traits. Yes. I, and I believe wholeheartedly, sometimes they are learned in the environment that you're in. I mean, my dad's a perfectionist. And so I, a lot of this was learned behavior, but the, you know, as I grew into an adult, some of the things that came over me was the um, spirit of pride. And mm. what God was really revealing to me is you have these, these perfectionist tendencies because you're trying to control everything because, you know, living, wow. living with my dad and I love my dad very much. Don't get me wrong, but he was in charge of everything. And Mm -hmm. I kind of had this defiant spirit in me where (laughs) I wanted to be in control of everything. And so as I grew into an adult, you know, if I wanted things to be perfect, I had to do them myself. And uh, I've actually had these conversations with my daughter. They've been tough conversations, by the way. I said, what was it like living with me? And she's like, I feel like you're setting me up here. And I'm like, no, I really want to know. And she says, you know, it was impossible to please you. Well, yeah, because I would, you know, have her do something and it would never be good enough. And so I would either redo it or, you know, nag her to death until she did it to to my satisfaction. And so, you know, I forgot your question because I kept going. So tell me what your question was again. Oh, no, you're fine. (laughs) Uh, you're saying to come up higher. Oh, you were saying, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. And so God kind of just revealed to me about, you know, that, that pride. And he's like, here's the deal. You know, you need to give up that control. Uh, You need to let me have control. You, You say you're surrendering. You say you want me to take your life, but yet you're still holding on. And so that's what I mean by, by coming up higher is, is being humbled and setting aside, you know, those tendencies and giving them to God. And don't get me wrong. I still have them. I still have them and they come out sometimes, but I'm learning to figure out what sets me into that extreme and where I start to do those perfectionist tendencies. And then I just like back off and say, okay, God, I'm going there. Help me to get out of this, this place I'm in. Yeah. I like how you, how you word that because we don't need to change who we are. We just need to be sometimes more aware of how mm-hmm. it affects us, how it affects others. And it's not something that needs to be like shameful and mm-hmm. that we just need to like drop it entirely. That's nearly impossible to do when right. we're kind of, that's what we know, or that's how we're kind of hardwired. Um, but maybe also we're given, um, we're in this position because there's something to be learned or there's a way to, I don't know, to use that 
um, for others and to share with others. Um, it's funny. The other day I was just talking to my husband. We live in an old house and it's 187 years old. And I found myself kind of, um, grasping this, this isn't perfect. We need to go work on this and we need to work on that. But it was a control thing. Mm -hmm. It's, I wanted it to be perfect in that moment or why haven't we given it attention, but it really was coming, not because I really feel like those things need done, but it was seeking control. I yeah. was feeling like I didn't have control. It'd been a long winter break, which was restful and wonderful. But when you're not in that routine and, um, you know, everyone is home and everyone does things their own way in the house, yeah. you lose that control or that ability to have things perfect or the right. way you like them all the time. And so it kind of led me into like this spinning, um, kind of like a tornado of I need control. So I like how you bring that up, uh, being a military wife and a career woman, um, how that I would think that would present maybe some challenges. Um, how do these roles, how did they contribute to your perfectionist um, tendencies and how do you navigate them? My real question within that one is we enter in careers sometimes when we're younger and if we're lucky enough and we stay in it, or maybe even if we transition, sometimes it's really hard to change how we've always showed up to work. So how can we possibly go from, say, like you, staying up late, making sure everything is flawless and turned in perfect, to then backing off a little bit or giving ourselves more grace and then changing that that behavior that we have at work? How mm-hmm. can we how can we do better in those situations? How can we help ourselves as adults to kind of become a little bit of a different version without having in the workplace, people look at us and think that we're doing less than. Right, right. Or our work is slipping. So so you mentioned uh, being a military spouse and a career woman. So that was, uh, that, that took a lot of balance right there. <laughs> uh, because obviously when you're with the military, you have no control. <laughs> Um, right. And so that was, that was kind of tough for me because, um, I didn't get to control where I lived. I didn't get to control my environment. I didn't get to control anything, you know, and I guess I could have, I could have just, just, you know, chose not to go with my spouse when he got different orders, but, um, I went with him and, you know, one of our last duty assignments, he got orders to Okinawa, Japan. And, uh, I was, wow thriving. I'm a, I'm a federal employee. And so I was thriving in my federal career and, uh, started, you know, climbing the ladder and, um, was like, okay, so now I have to try to, uh, get a job uh, overseas. And so God just provided, um, he, he gave me actually gave me a promotion. And so I was able to leave stateside, go over to Okinawa on a promotion. So that was, that was a blessing. That's incredible. Uh, But it, it's very difficult in that, you know, when it came time for us to leave, my husband decided it was time for him to retire. And we had to make that decision about, you know, what's best for, for us and our family. And and he chose to retire so that I could keep my career. And, uh, cause mine had more, it had more potential at that point. Um, I had a lot more years to go and stuff like that. And so we, we made that transition, but it had always been very, very difficult. I, I recall one time, um, when we're talking about the perfectionism part, you know, when, 
when we were military, we lived on base. We, we were in the Air Force and we lived on base. And, you know, you have to keep your yard specifically cut and, you know, the grass cut and, and things look looking nice. Well, that was always my husband's thing. I, I am not, I don't like doing yard work. I don't like any of that. And uh, I remember he got uh, orders to, he got deployed and he gave me training on how to run the lawnmower. Oh gosh. Okay. Yes. But, but he did not give me adequate training on the weed whacker. Oh so gosh. I cannot operate a weed whacker. I just can't. And because you got to thread it and it's, I don't know. It just scares me. I'm always afraid I'm going to hurt myself. Anyways, he's like, well, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, just cut it close to the edges. Well, he was gone for like five months or six months or whatever through, you know, spring and the grass grew. And, you know, here I am, I got these perfectionist tendencies and I've got to get this yard. Otherwise we're going to get rowed up. Oh my gosh, Danny, I... I was trying to make sure that all the corners were just perfect. And because I didn't know how to use a weed whacker and I was scared of it, I got out my scissors and I, oh my goodness, I kid you not. I went around our entire perimeter with my scissors cutting. Oh my gosh. I don't remember how long it took me. It had to have been hours and hours. It had to have. Oh my goodness, goodness. but it looked good. It looked darn good. And, but anyways, and so when we're talking about, you know, how, how that affects, obviously that, that was an extreme, right? And what I have learned, and, and this is kind of funny that what had had to happen for me to seek help, because there's programs, there's programs in the military, especially when your spouse is deployed, that you can get help. You could have somebody cut your grass. You can have somebody help you with your children. Whatever it is that you need, you have resources. I was just too stubborn to use them. Um, But I was doing this on a regular basis, cutting the grass with my scissors. And at one point, I I broke my toes. I had stubbed two toes. And I could no longer push the lawnmower because we lived on a hill. And so that's what it took for me to finally say, fine, let me go get some help. And... Mm -hmm. Then I had some help and they came and cut my grass every week for me until my husband came home. So it's, you know, sometimes we have to let go. You got to let it go and get help. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That can be one of those moats for us that we can focus and have, you know, maybe not every area of our life um, Mm -hmm. needs to be in our control, but we can allow others to help us make it perfect without carrying all that weight and all that, like that would be exhausting. Yes. There was only one time when I had, I trimmed bushes with scissors and, um, (laughs) yeah, no sore hands, like took forever. It's absolutely silly. Absolutely. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then. That was, that was a long time ago. We didn't have cell phones back then, but I can only imagine what I looked out like out there sitting on the floor on the ground with my scissors you would have been trending on tiktok i would have so been trending (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so how do you so how do you balance you mentioned um having your daughter but how do you balance work and life and children um what suggestions do you have for listeners who really want to be perfect, um, or maintain it for me having every, with every child that we had, I learned that things could not be what they were when we didn't have children. And so little by little, I gave away that some of that perfectionism. Um, but it took leaving my job and becoming a stay at home mom to 
now enter back into the workforce, into this new position that I have to really set up boundaries for myself. And so for those though, who are having children and have these careers and you can't just take a hiatus to, you know, to learn and to have boundaries, how, what suggestions do you have when it comes to balancing things, but also maybe kind of fighting with wanting things perfect? Yeah. So for, for me, these are lessons learned. My kids are grown and out of the house and and stuff like this now, but looking back, um, boy, I, I have some regrets and, you know, you know, as, as we're talking through this, there's listeners out there that might find themselves in this situation. Learn, learn from this. I spent, um, so, so I'm a bonus mom. So my adult children are my bonus children. I, um, got to help raise them with my husband and his ex-wife. Um, so I never had children of my own. So these, these bonus children became my children. And so I had a very unique opportunity to be in their life for a certain amount of time. And I spent a lot of that time, the majority of that time I had gone through a divorce. And so I was very adamant about getting myself educated and getting promoted in my career. It was just one of those things I felt like I needed to do to, you know, preserve. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so during that time after my, my husband and I got together and I became this bonus mom, I continued to work on that career. I, you know, was a workaholic. I took every assignment. I took every business trip that came up. Um, and then I put myself, got my master's degree. And then I, I even took it two steps further. And with the air force as a civilian, you can do professional military education. And that just kind of puts you in a different box for promotion and stuff like that. So I enrolled and was accepted in all these military training programs and stuff and it monopolized my life. And so there, there was a a chunk of time where I really missed out on being with my daughter. And I look back on that and have such regrets on that because God gave me a gift. I didn't get to be a mother um, on my own, but he gave me such a gift. And I, I look at that and I was like, Oh, darn it. You know, I spent so much time trying to be perfect in these other things that I could, you know, take care of myself that I, I, I wasted some of that in, and we have a great relationship and she and I, she's a stepmom now too. And, you know, so we're able to kind of talk through some of these conversations and, and stuff now, but the advice that I would have, you know, if, if you're in that situation, you have young children and you're working and stuff, um, you know, know what your priorities are. I have an employee right now who, um, I, I really admire her. She recently had some children and, you know, she's part-time now. She, she came to her employer and said, Hey, what's important to me is, is being there for my kids at certain times. And, you know, is it possible for me to go to a part-time schedule? And we're like, of course, you know? And so those are things I never even, I didn't even think to ask those things, you know what I mean? And in the workplace now, so many places have like wellness programs and maxi flex schedule. I'm on a maxi flex schedule. I pretty much set my own. Never schedule. heard of a maxi flex schedule. Oh you my have gosh. To share. <laughs> it sounds it's, amazing. It's amazing. 
it sounds amazing. And so, I mean, you have your responsibilities, but you set your schedule. You have certain times that you're expected to be in the office, but you come and go as you need to. And you just, as long as you get your 40 hours a week, 80 hours every two weeks, you're fine. And so that's how we operate. It's how I operate with my staff. And, you know, the expectation is if there's set meetings and things like that, you show up for those, but everything else, you set your own schedule, you set your own appointments, you know, you meet with your clients at, at, at your leisure. And, and so these are things that a lot of companies now will offer, but I was yeah. always, we always had that by the way, in, in the federal agency that I'm in, but I never took advantage of it because I um, felt that I don't, I don't know why, maybe I felt like I needed to be there. I needed to be the perfect supervisor for everybody to, you know, but, um, I, I don't do that anymore. I take advantage. I, I take wellness three days a week. You get to awesome. take, um, an hour, three times a week, I go, I work out, I go on walks, I participate in yoga, whatever the case may be. And, yeah. um, so that's been very, very helpful because it, it helps to rejuvenate me, gives me some energy. Um, and yeah, then eliminate I, some of that stress, eliminate <laughs> some of that stress, and yeah. too, you know, like for people who do have the young children and stuff like that, you know, if there's something that their school's offering, or they need to go get their school, like, or go get their child at school. I have one employee right now. He's like, Hey, it's my turn to go get the kids. And I'm like, okay, yeah. seen a little bit. He goes, gets the kids, comes, logs back on. And so take advantage of the resources yes. and, and the, um, the things that are offered through your employer. Yeah. The workplace environment really has evolved. And, you know, yeah. you, you go back to, for those, um, your position, it sounds like it was kind of unique, but I mean, you go back into the seventies, the eighties, like even in the nineties, like that flexibility did not really exist as much right. as it does now. Right. And so to your point, we have to make sure that we don't overlook it. You know, right. um, it's like my husband, we got to the end of the year and he's like, I didn't use all my vacation days. And I'm like, how did you not use all your vacation days? Like right? it is well, because, and I think often <laughs> we say to ourselves, I think listeners probably would agree is that when we're not there, work is stacking up and that can I become know. so stressful too. And, and our phones, there's such, you know, they ding every time we get an email, um, but kind of maybe setting up those boundaries so that maybe we're not so easily pulled back into to mm -hmm. work, um, um, and those distractions, but, um, let's talk about the stress that can come though. Um, illnesses that can come with it. Um, during the pandemic, I'd never, ever experienced anything like it. I, I, I didn't realize it was happening, but got really stressed. Um, and then there was side effects from it, numbness. Um, do you have any experience or advice when it comes to when you get to a point where stress just starts to, to physically affect you. Yes. It, it affected me before I knew that that's what was happening. Um, I can look back into, so I'm in my fifties now. And I remember about my mid thirties, I started having, um, heart palpitations Mm -hmm. and I would go to my doctor and she would want to put me on some like anxiety medicine and stuff like that. And I thought, no, I don't want to be on that. This, you know, there's something wrong with my heart. Check my heart. Well, yeah. it, it was, it was anxiety. It was stress. It was anxiety, but I never, I never allowed her to treat me for that because there again, I, there's, there was that stigma mm -hmm. and, you know, I was this really strong type A personality. I can handle this you know, and, and to me, that was a sign of weakness at the time well, to, sure. to, to get that help because I wasn't able to control 
um, my stressors. Um, so I started seeing that the heart palpitations was one of them. Um, that lasted off and on. But then the other things that started happening, like in my forties was I was getting really bad digestive issues. I mean, yeah, sure. Really bad. In fact, I thought I had a heart attack at one point. Um, the pain was so bad. Mm -hmm. And so my husband actually took me to the ER and we thought I had a heart attack because it was hurting so bad. And they said, actually, no, you know, it's, it's a combination of these heart palpitations and your digestive. I had some issues going on with my stomach. And so I had to be treated for all of that. And it's like, oh my goodness. And so I, I never really put two and two together until a couple of years ago when I really started again, it's, it's when God really started showing me these things in my life. And I started researching and learning. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm bringing this on myself, you know, um, you know, and the other thing that, that really got a hold of me was the insomnia. And so I, I just wasn't sleeping ever, ever, ever. And then of course that brings on its own set of everything, right? It absolutely <laughs> does. Gosh, isn't that the truth? Uh, mm -hmm. I've made it a point when I start feeling, um, when I start feeling really ran down or notice kind of old habits starting to begin where it's like, I just need to get some sleep and mm -hmm. I need to make it a priority. Yes. And yes. there was one day on the calendar, it was like a Saturday. I marked it big on the family calendar that said we are sleeping in because <laughs> as, as silly as it is, it was one of those things. I just knew that my body needed rest. And I was so thankful that I had done that for myself and actually put time in. And I think I think that's one of those things when you are a perfectionist that if you can find a way to build in those pockets of time, like for you, you get three days a week, the hour um, to do something for you. Um, but making sure that we do have those stress reliever times in, mm -hmm. you know, to help not necessarily, there's no perfect balance, but to mix it in so that we don't end up getting sick and mm -hmm. you stand there and go, my goodness, like I did this to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, you don't know until, you know, um, and until yeah. you've done it before. So I can re relate to that um, with you. So you talk a lot about, um, you know, like rededicating yourself to the Lord in 2020. Can you share how, because I think he, he reveals so much to us. He guides our steps and kind of shows us, shows us our path. If we're willing to listen, um, what is your, how does your relationship and having faith in this belief, um, how does it help you in today, you know, in, in helping you grow and move kind of through and with him through kind mm -hmm. of perfectionism and, and making sure that you live kind of like a healthy, balanced life. Yeah. So I, my relationship with God at this point is so personal, <laughs> you know, I just, I find myself, it's so comforting to know he's there beside Gosh, me all day. I, I, I just, yes. <laughs> And I, and I just reached out to him. I start my morning every morning. I start out with that. And, and I know I struggle with it. It is a stronghold that if I don't have his help, I, I will fall into old habits. And so I have made it a point now to ask for wisdom, 
you know, ask God to give me wisdom in, in everything that I do in the day, um, decisions that I make, you know, to make sure that I'm making the right decisions, um, to reveal to me, just to give me that little nudge. If I start going off the rails a little bit and start, and I'll tell you the, where I see it mostly, not so much in my job anymore, where I see it most of all now is in my writing. So when I'm writing a devotional or I'm trying to get a blog post out or even a newsletter out, I will find myself struggling over the same couple of sentences or whatever. And that's when God's like, you're doing it on your own again. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I'll get up, I'll go for a walk. I'll clear my head, (laughs) repent (laughs) and then come back. But, but it's, it's just so important to me. I don't want him to get too far away from me, you know, because I, I will go into those tendencies and I don't want to. And so that's kind of how I'm, I'm doing that. It's just keeping him very, very close to me and asking for those nudges when I start going into those tendencies again. Yeah. Could you share a little bit more about your blog and your writing and devotionals? Thank you. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. So I launched a, a blog last year. I actually had a blog a few years back that I started back in COVID, actually. Um, it was oh, cool. called, it is called, I still have it. It's secondary. It's called Memory Blogger. And okay. um, I wanted it because I love storytelling. I'm, I'm, I'm a gal from Oklahoma and I got tons of fun stories to tell. <laughs> so oh, I can I, imagine uh, I, lots of crazy fun stories. But um, so I, so I did it then because I, I wanted to develop a community where people could just share And, um, it was during that time that I was diagnosed with melanoma cancer at the time. So I didn't get to do a lot with that blog or that website. Um, fast forward to to 2023, God really placed it on my heart to, to start blogging about my experiences, my testimony, what he's Mm -hmm. taught me about balance and perfectionism and control and pride and, and, and all of those things and start sharing with others, the three key things that I base my life on now. And as far as balance, and that's number one, keep God first. Number two, take care of yourself. We have to take care of ourselves and that's mentally, physically, spiritually, all the things, and then have fun. That was the third thing that was really missing from my life. And so Mm. that's when I developed um, this new website and you can find it at viviancummins.com, all one word. And, um, I've had the opportunity to have some pieces accepted in the YouVersion app. And so you'll see on that website, there's some uh, recent devotions out there. I, I so enjoy writing devotions because I am one of those busy ladies that I don't have time to sit down and read, you know, like a 500 page book just intimidates me. Absolutely. can't do it. I need nuggets. I need nuggets. <laughs> right. And so I'm really enjoying writing nuggets because that's what I like to read. So got yeah. some devotions out there. I enjoy really uh, blogging and um, we'll be working on hopefully getting a devotion. I haven't decided yet. God's still speaking with me. I don't know if it's going to be a 365 day devotion book okay. or if it's going to be shorter. I don't know yet. We're still okay. working through that. Um, but I really hope to get that published um, before too long. And then I'm launching a blog in May. So I'm really excited oh, incredible. about that. Oh, so, wonderful. Um, are yeah. you sharing what the name is yet or no? It'll be a surprise when it gets closer. Not just yet. Not just okay. yet. We're okay. in the beginning stages. But um, again, it's oh, just fantastic. That, that platform where we can talk about 
what balance looks like and how to achieve it and how, you know, all the things, there's so many different areas in life that we get out of balance. And so I would love to speak to guests about how we can bring all of those together. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. So you have a lot on your plate for 2024. It sounds like awesome, exciting new things coming. And I can't, I can't wait to see what more you have. I think we got a part of it with perfectionism, but you have so much more to share that goes far and wide. And I think, you know, those listening, I hope that you will go and check out Vivian Cummins um, website and that you will stay in touch and, uh, and follow because your blog, your new blog is going to be so great to have, um, access to and be inspired by and have conversations. Um, because I know many of us are kind of in a place where, uh, maybe in 24, we need something, you know, a little new, something fresh to guide our steps, um, at least to have that company. And it's going to be a wonderful a resource for us. I just know it. Um, are you on social media by chance that you'd want to share your handles with listeners so they can yes. make sure that they don't miss out on an update? Yes. So easy to find me. It's Vivian Cummins. So easy to find me. Um, Yeah. yeah. If you go to my website, um, there's links there, obviously, that'll link you over to Instagram and to Facebook. And then uh, we are in the process of of uh, developing a YouTube channel and a TikTok. Oh, oh my gosh, a TikTok. I, I, I never would have thought in a million years that my name would be associated with TikTok, but we're going to figure that out and we're going to go there and, and, uh, <laughs> Miss Oklahoma is going to be on TikTok. I can't wait. It's so funny. (laughs) I can't wait. Well, Vivian, thank you so much for joining me on the virtual front porch of our uh, our, our farmhouse. It's so nice to sit and get to, to know you, but to also learn from you and you just feel like a friend, you know, so often that's kind of what we need is just a friendly conversation with someone that we can kind of learn from their experiences. And you provided that today. So I can't thank you you enough. I cannot thank you enough. It's been fun. Great. Well, you have a wonderful new year and I look forward to keeping in touch and I'll be looking for your blog to come out. Thank you.